0: Good morning. I apologize for failing to walk with you for over a week, but here you are today, and I'm with you, and I rejoice. Isn't it a beautiful day today? The sun is brightly shining, and the temperature this Thursday in New Hampshire is around 50 degrees. The bright colors of autumn have mostly passed, and there is a super abundance of leaves all around our home now. No, I'm not going to ask you to rake my yard with me. I just wish for us to visit together. I went upstairs in our garage yesterday, for I needed to replace a bulb that had burned out. The floodlight for our driveway had not worked for much of a year, and someone in my home wished to have it replaced. Not tomorrow, but today. Should have been done about last year. That somehow was correct, but to replace the bulb, I had to unnail the window that looks over the driveway. I accomplished that, and then Dale handed me the new floodlight, which I turned into its socket. Dale went downstairs to switch the floodlight on, and thank goodness goodness, it worked just fine. Dale went into the kitchen to prepare our lunch, and she left me upstairs in the garage where I keep most of my treasured books. To leave me there was a mistake, because it was lunchtime, and I would sometimes rather read than to eat. So after quite a long time, Dale called up to me that lunch was almost ready, and where was I? So down I came, carrying a book that I had found and looked at about Back Bay in Boston during Victorian times. It was filled with pictures. This pastor loves to look back to that time in history, probably because I was born as that age was just passing into our modern times. My grandmother was of that Victorian age and her apartment reflected that period in history. So did my father's office in Back Bay. When lunch was over, I looked at the pictures in that book and one mansion stood out strongly in my memory. My dad's office was on the corner of Hereford and Marlborough Streets. He parked his automobile in a garage on Newbury Street. At his office one day to ride home with him, and my sister was there, and we had had some dental work done by him. We walked down Hereford Street on a a snowy evening. We passed by the Burridge Mansion. Designed by a French chateau, designed after a French chateau, it's one of the most beautiful and ornate mansions in Boston. It had been sold when I was a boy, and it was then the home of the Boston Evening Clinic. The building at that time was not well maintained. And in fact, walking past that clinic on that evening with my dad and my sister Loretta, there was graffiti on the building, the most inappropriate word. I was embarrassed to be with my dad and my sister when we passed that swear word. And now we hear that same word used commonly by many in public. What a different age from today. <laughs> You've heard me say it before. We were not even allowed to use the word stink in our home. Not any uncouth word. My mother was very strict about the language her family was to use, certainly in her presence. Having not been near that mansion for so many years, when I looked at its picture in that book in my hands, I wondered what had happened to it. So I went online and looked up the Burridge Mansion in Back Bay, Boston. And lo and behold, what a surprise, it had been converted into condominiums, and Tom Brady had just sold his second-floor suite for (laughs) $6,900,000. I guess Victorian wealth has returned to the Boston-Back Bay area, hasn't it? Earning my way in college with the help of my mother and my dad, I labored as a carpenter. Eventually, I built my own home on Green Hill in Barrington, New Hampshire, You see, houses of all kinds are interesting to me. My home has always been a special part of my life, no matter where I have lived. Construction is a favorite pastime of mine, and I love to read about old and new construction. Yet if I was to tell the truth of my life, it's not been spent primarily with building or making a home more beautiful. My life has rather been that of a minister of holding an interest in the lives of the people who have lived in those homes or mansions. When I think of that beautiful mansion on Hereford and Commonwealth Avenue or on the homes in Newport, Rhode Island, what is truly fascinating is the homes certainly, but more fascinating and meaningful, are the lives of the people who live or have lived in those dwellings. The beauty and the extravagance of a house does not mean that the family living in that house has a home that is truly happy and a happy family. We may find that the humblest of cottages is where one finds the happiest inhabitants. A shelter is a necessity for all of us. There has to be in our lives a place for peace and rest for you and for me whether it's a mansion or an apartment, a mobile home, a condominium, or I guess a tent. The Christian must center their faith on love and caring and affection toward all humanity, wherever they live and whatever their home is like. For the Christian, the most important part of life, the happiest life is made by spending time with your fellow human beings and loving them. I have a favorite saying that was spoken years ago by George Buttrick, a professor at Harvard University. He said this, I can only love my fellow human beings in the practice of the presence of God. This pastor kind of terms it more in these words, if God loves that person, who are you and, and who am I not to not to be kind and loving to that person for, that person's loved by God. And who are we not to love someone who's loved by our God? On Sunday, October 23rd, a most unusual event took place for Dale and for me. We were invited to attend the installation of Reverend Dr. Will Sensaba as the pastor of Second Congre- Congregational Church in Attleboro, Massachusetts. Will was a member of our youth group when I was the pastor of that church, some 50 years ago. After I left that church to go on to Cumberland, Rhode Island, Will was called into the ministry. Oh, over the years I followed his ministry without him knowing I was doing so, and I was very proud of him. Not very long ago I received a call from Will telling me he had been called to his home church, Second Church in Attleboro, and that he was sitting in my old office. That telephone call to me meant more than you will ever know. A few weeks later, I asked him if he would be willing to perform a marriage ceremony for a very special family in my life if I was physically unable to do so. So Will met with Melissa and Max, to talk with them about their upcoming wedding. Will was not needed to do the ceremony for my help that weekend was fine, but how grateful I was to him for being willing to fill in for me in that meaningful wedding if I couldn't be there. Then, a few weeks later, Will invited me to speak at his installation as the new pastor of Second Church. How honored I was to accept his invitation. Now, like houses, a church is the same. Second church is beautiful outside and inside. It has a wonderful, amazing organ and a great music program, but it's not the edifice that's important compared to the people, the membership of that church. You see, it's not often a former pastor is ever invited to come back to a church he has served because it can be looked upon as interfering on a new ministry. But Will invited me to come and to give the sermon at his installation and it was almost just exactly 50 years ago that I was called to that church like he has been called now and how I loved the people there. In every church, I've loved the people. Our church in the middle of the city, however, reached out directly to those in need of help and encouragement. They resided right there. So some of the most meaningful years in the ministry, for me, were spent in Attleboro. Many people came to Dale to me after the installation service and we renewed old friendships. Some people came from Candlebury Chapel, for the service to see Dale and I and to witness the installation of Will Sensabaugh. When that service began and I heard once again the beautiful organ in that church played by Bill McPherson, my emotions of love and memory and the future ministry of a young, wonderful young man were overwhelming. What a wonderful day and what a wonderful service it was. A thanks to Will for inviting Dale and me to celebrate his and one of the happiest days of our lives. Now, my friend, can you recall a favorite church in your life? Picture it in your mind and I will do the same thing. There are many churches in our lives, aren't there? And the architect can be simple or incredibly impressive. It can be humble or mansion-esque, home or church. It is the people inside that make it a loving place in which to dwell. So if we keep God in our home and in our church, and yes, in our country, then we will find God will guide us through this life into eventually a life of eternal peace and contentment and beauty. That place is called heaven. A week ago, It was also a Sunday that was an experience of heaven on earth among a people loving and to be loved. So, remember, that's why we're on earth, to love each other. And until we walk again, this is Ken Boyle asking that the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from the other. Amen.